Welcome to episode number 97 of the Active Geek Podcast, and in this episode we are talking about the WB's upcoming, what should be a blockbuster, the DCEU's next chapter, the Justice League, in theaters on November 17th, and you know who it stars, it stars Henry Cavill as Superman, Ben Affleck as Batman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ezra Miller as The Flash, and Syrian Hines as Steppenwolf, and has so many other supporting actors that you know and you love so make sure you definitely see that in theaters chuck and i talk about the lineups the history and what our thoughts are for the upcoming movie that we've been pretty leery about in the past uh did our minds change you'll have to listen to it so without any further ado this is episode number 97 of the active geek podcast entitled justice league Hello, and welcome back to the Active Geek Podcast. This is your host, Jim DeLula, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chuck Miller. And today, Chuck, we are, well, you are, not not I, you are boarding the Leary Express and going straight to Learyville because we are discussing the Justice League. I don't think you're going to be surprised. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may be, but I feel that there will be the word Leary be brought up by you quite a few times. I'm planning on it. Not what you think. Okay, we'll see. So let's just get into what the Justice League is. So in 1960, in the Bold and the Brave, number 28, March of 1960 to be more specific, the world was introduced by or to the Justice League by uh, Gardner Fox, who created the Justice League, created the Flash and Hawkman, and it just consisted of uh, your favorite superheroes, Protecting the world, protecting the universe from uh, such villains like Starro. That's the cover. I love that cover. And which we've actually seen Starro in Powerless. It was it's an obscure hero, um, but for Powerless and for NBC to to take the cover villain to Justice League and put it in their TV show yeah, is huge because you're never going to see that in the movie. It was their pilot episode. Yeah, and I love that cover, and it, it's really neat. And um, so when Starro was on there, we talked about it and was like, where are you ever going to see Starro? No, you're, you're never going to see Starro. You're not going to see it in uh, the Justice League movie that's coming out, nor are you going to see it in the sequel. I could see it in The Flash or or Legends. Starro fits perfectly in the Legends realm yeah, because it's something that you can go in, uh, you can go back to the 1960s. That'd be a pretty cool one. You go back into the 1960s in March when the Justice League premiered and or debuted and you fight the Legends, fight Starro. But it's it's been done. If no one really knows what Starro is, it's just a big starfish. Yep, it, it, that talks. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cool. A, it's an alien. It's an alien starfish. It's really really cool. But generally, Chuck, what are your your thoughts on the Justice League? I've always liked the idea of a team, like the Avengers, Defenders, any group of single superheroes forming a team to fight a bigger bad. Yeah, I, I agree. And listen, the Justice League is only was only created and only became really popular with the success of the Fantastic Four. So the Fantastic Four was your very first group of superheroes. So with the Fantastic Four out there, the Justice League, with DC was like, we had to put a team together. And then and they put the Justice League together. But what I like they did, they didn't create a new team. They took 
the popular characters they already had and forged a whole new entity. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, your your favorite characters like Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, The Flash, Martian Manhunter, and Green Lantern were your, your core members of the Justice League. And if you look at the comics today, you're going to see a few of those faces, if not all of those faces on there. And we will, like, we'll go through the different iterations because there are several. But in general, just having a team that features the likes of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the holy trinity of superheroes for DC, yeah. to put them together, it's a recipe for, uh, not disaster, but success. Because you're getting two between Wonder Woman and Superman of the powerfulest heroes in the world. Not to mention probably one of the smartest superheroes with Batman. Yep. Then you throw in the fastest with Flash. You turn it. You have a telepath with uh, Martian Manhunter. Then you throw in Aquaman, the King of the Seas, and the Green Lantern, who's super powerful. Yeah. Which and at that time I think it was Alan uh, Alan Gardner was the Green Lantern had that really terrible uh, like red red and yellow shirt yeah. and like and he actually carried like a like a camping lantern. Yeah, we've seen. A cosplayer that there, uh, at Great Philadelphia. There's a picture with that cosplayer and my wife. And I think I'm. In I it think too. you might be in it too because I was not getting in that. And picture. that guy was so happy to take a picture because your wife was like, "Hey, can we t- can we take a picture?" And he was ecstatic because I don't think anyone was taking pictures with him. I think because nobody knew who he was. I mean, it takes a true geek like you and I to point out that that was the very first. She iteration. didn't know who it was. Well, she did after we told him. She knew it was a lantern, but she didn't know it was green. But we were at a Comic Con and nobody knew who he was. You know what yeah. I mean? Because and the costume was actually done pretty well. Well, if you think about it, that costume—you look at it—you won't say Green Lantern. No, because it didn't consist of a lot of green. Yeah, it had a little bit of green. In yeah, it. when you get a character like Hal Jordan who comes in green lycra, that's a Green Lantern. You know what I mean? The only thing you can tell is, as a Green Lantern for this guy, for Alan Gardner, was he had a a Green Lantern. A Green Lantern. Yeah, so it's it's cool. I really like the Justice League, but growing up, I wasn't a Justice League fan. Well, not I can't say I wasn't a Justice League fan, but I didn't pull towards the Justice League. I also didn't pull towards the Avengers. I was more of an X-Men kid because I, I was a child in the 90s, so I saw a lot of X-Men stuff. But if I had to pick between the two, I was more of an Avenger guy over the Justice League. Not saying the Justice League sucks, but I wasn't a Superman fan. So if you give me Spider-Man or you give me Captain America... I can hang out with that, and that's that's who I want to be. I never want to be Superman. Maybe, yeah. maybe Batman. I was Batman for Halloween a few times, but I think Superman kind of weighed it down for me. So were you more of a Justice League fan or an Avenger fan? I know you're an X-Men fan, so I'm yeah. sure you're probably going to say, oh, I'm more like you. But between the two, what, what were you? Yeah, I have to agree with the X-Men. But um, same boat. I was more of a Marvel fan with Spider-Man, Hulk, Iron Man. So I gravitated more to the Avengers. Um, I did have some Justice League comics stuff, but I, you know, I grabbed more of the Avengers due to all the heroes that I was into. And they were different. You know what I mean? It, you look at the Justice League, and they're pretty much the same, right? Not 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 like power wise, but look wise. They're all like white dudes, and then like you have uh, Wonder Woman, a white woman, right? But if you look at our Avengers, you have Hulk. Yeah, you know, guy who got bit by a spider, a Black Panther at some times. You know what I mean? You have a different look of heroes out there. You have with the X Men again. You have Wolverine and Cyclops, and you know um, Gambit and Sunspot, and all those guys that are are different. But the the Justice League was kind of just like, boop. This is what we got. It was a 
Well, uh, they were a uh, a product of their times. Yeah, I just feel that Marvel was out there a little more. I mean, yeah, there was like Batman movies in the eighties and nineties and stuff like that. But I just feel, I don't know, maybe just because I was a Marvel fan, it seems like Marvel stuff was more accessible. Well, yeah, because they were looking, they were focusing more on different characters. Where Justice League and DC, they were looking more of uh, Superman, Batman. This is where we're at. Yeah. They were developing those two characters, which because, and let's not get it wrong, but on top tens, they are usually one and two. Yeah. As far as superheroes, not in my mind, but as far no, as I, like I, globally I, perception, both Batman and Superman are probably well, the they're most super recognizable. Exactly, they're the most recognizable ones. So, you know, childhood more of a, a Marvel Avengers kind of guy into adulthood. As far as movies go and entertainment, yes, still more of an Avengers guys. But as far, far as comics go, I am a DC loyalist. Uh, all the comics that I, I made mention of this in several episodes, but I have not picked up a uh, Marvel comic in, since the very first uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again. I don't read any more um, Marvel stuff. So I'm reading Metal, I'm reading Green Arrow, Hellblazer, uh, Mr. Miracle, Nightwing, New World Order, uh, the White Knight Batman stories. And then one-shot storylines, I'm going to be reading the Superman Doomsday uh, Countdown, stuff like that. I'm going to, the Doomsday Clock, has that changed in your adulthood? See, I have to agree with you again, because I'm the same way. The movies, you know, I'm Marvel. Yeah. Comics, I have been gravitating more to DC in the past couple months. Um, The metal is amazing. I have, I did read, you know, I did pick up a lot of Marvel you still read Marvel, though. And I do. I'm, I haven't given them up as much as you have. But, like, currently, I'm uh, back on a couple Marvel issues just because I've been so immersed into the metal. And um, the only other DC comic reading I'm re- reading currently is Blue Beetle. Yeah, the thing with, with DC Comics that brings me more into, like, I read some of, like, the JLA stuff that's out there now, the Rebirth stuff. Uh, the stuff that's bringing me into it is that they have a clear-cut plan on on what they're doing with their stuff as opposed to where Marvel, and this is no knock tomorrow because as far as entertainment-wise, they're killing it and they're crushing it because they've had so much hit movie, hit movie after hit movie and television shows and stuff like that. But there was a point earlier in the year where Marvel was just like, we're going to cancel 64 lines. Yeah. And, and, I, and it was all the ones that you read. I read... 60 of them. Yeah, you read 60 <laughs> of them. The only ones they that they uh, canceled you didn't read were like uh, Dinosaur and Moon Girl and stuff like that. I actually think they might have canceled the Moon Knight series, which is kind of weird because, you know, given he might appear in The Punisher. But we're here to talk about DC, not yeah. Marvel. We're going to go into the versions of the, the Justice League because they, if you're a DC superhero, you pretty much have a seat at the table or at least you get heard by the Justice League, you get kind of voted in. So I'll go over a few, and then we're going to talk about which time period had our favorites. So the original members we already went over, but then you have the the Silver and Bronze Age where you saw Hawkeye, Green Arrow, and the Atom were added to our, our core lineup. Um, not to mention Cyborg. Uh, Cyborg is an integral part of you know the, the Justice League uh, from the past and going into it now. You have these things called the Satellite Years, Chuck, where you saw Elongated Man, Red Tornado, who is actually featured on your shirt right now, yep. Hulk Girl, Zatanna, and uh, Firestorm joining the team. And some of these issues were uh, written by the the late Len Wynn, uh, who sadly passed away September 10th. 
uh, one of the greatest DC comic writers in my mind. Um, you had the Detroit version of the Justice League, yeah, uh, where you saw a roster of Aquaman, uh, Zatanna, Martian Manhunter, Elongated Man, Vixen, Gypsy, Vibe, and Steel. And uh, Gypsy, Vibe, and Steel were children in the, in this story, um, and both uh, two of those you're seeing in the DC and uh, Entertainment Universe as far as the CW universe with uh, Cisco Ramon being uh, Vibe, and then you have Gypsy on the Flash. Would love to get a steel, steel cameo. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. But not Shaq. No, with steel is be uh, is being featured in the metal stuff now, which is really yeah. cool. And as are so many other heroes, you wouldn't expect like Mister Terrific and Doctor Fate. They're really Mister Ter- Terrific actually plays a pretty big role. So does Doctor Fate and Steel. Yeah, you haven't picked up the Merciless yet, but uh, I did. Okay, I haven't read. Steel plays a big role. I'm in current well. with everything. I just haven't read everything yet. Cool. And then in 1986, a year before my birth, Justice League International and Justice League Euro, uh, Europe had an impressive lineup, Chuck, of Batman, the Black Canary, Blue Beetle, your favorite, uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, my favorite, who we'll talk about in the Geek Gallery, Dr. Light, Dr. Fate, Martian Manhunter, Mr. Miracle, which if you're not reading it, I know you're not reading it, but the 12-part miniseries is amazing Yeah, right you now. said it was it's, really it's good. It's so awesome. I'm uh, about four issues in. Um Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, Captain Adam, Fire, Ice, and the Rocket Reds were all featured in the Justice League of, of International and Europe. That's a really good lineup. That is a great lineup. I mean... Now, Blue Beetle, Ted Cord. Ted Cord, still an awesome Blue Beetle. Yeah. But you're getting characters that really, like Dr. Light and uh, Mr. Miracle, Guy Gardner, Captain Adam, you're not getting the the Hal Jordans, the Supermans, the Cyborgs, and Aquamans. Yeah. You're getting a, a different look, and it's really impressive. Um, 1996, 10 years later, Justice League of America uh, debuted, and that had a roster of Zoriel, Big Barda, Orion, Huntress, Oracle, Steel, Plastic Man, Aztec, Tomorrow Woman, and Connor Hawk also joined the team, not to mention our core members of The Flash and you know your favorite superheroes that we're going to see on the big screen. They were featured as well. Um, and then later, you saw characters like um, Red Arrow, Roy Harper, and uh, Black Lightning. Another new hero we're about to see in the DC CW universe. Yeah. With uh, Cress Williams, I think, is, uh, yes, is playing him. Yes, that's his name. He looks like if, for Black Lightning segue, we're going to talk about it in an, ep- an episode in 2018, but he looks like in a picture, I have a picture, it's a fan picture, but it's mocked up like the Justice League promo posters, where it's like um, an Arrow in the middle, Ray Palmer on the left, Flash on the bottom right, uh, left. Black Lightning on the top right and Supergirl on the bottom right. It, he looks like Baron Davis from the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> circa 2001 with the huge he looked like B Diddy, huge beard. He looked like he had rec specs on and a headband. Yeah. It looked like he was ready to ball. Cress uh, Williams. I I've seen that uh fan photo. He looks just like Baron Davis. I was like, "Holy shit, Baron Davis is cast as Black Lightning." <laughs> I think Baron Davis is still playing basketball somewhere, but all right, let's go to the new 52. Uh, which dropped from um, New Fifty Two dropped from the core group, but later added him, uh, which was Cyborg. And then you have the Adam Element Woman. I know she's your favorite. Yeah, I love uh, that. You have Element, Element Woman. Woman yeah. Element Woman leggings on right now. Uh, shout out to Lululemon. And then you have Firestorm, Shazam, Lex Luthor, and Captain Cold, um, who are no longer mem- members of the Justice League no, after the rebirth. So. Uh, very not trustworthy people. No. Uh, especially Captain Cold. Hey, Lex Luthor as well. Uh, you had the Green Lanterns, which were Jessica Cruz and Simon Boz, uh, Black Canary, The Ray, Vixen, 
Killer Frost, Lobo, and Mara. Yeah, that's a that's a diverse yeah group. But the Rebirth group is pretty much the core group plus the Green Lanterns, which are Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. They um they also included Mara, but then at some points they had the Suicide Squad were part of the Justice League. Crazy like Deadshot and Harley Quinn and and, and Lobo of all things <laughs> Lobo like it's crazy. But if you're gonna pick the your favorite version of the Justice League, and it doesn't have to be the ones that I read. What's your favorite version in the Justice League? Because this is one hell of an impressive lineup. I, I would really have to say, because um, I had the comics, was uh, Justice League of America. Which you're wearing the shirt right now. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, but yeah, I would have to say that because that was something I was more familiar with as a kid. And not only that, but like they introduced some... It, it was... Um, Justice League of America was uh, rewritten by Grant Morrison. Yeah. Oh my God. With the Sandman was in there. Yeah. Like the, his his original version of Sandman. And so dope. Not only that, but like he made some new foes. He made the White Martians. Yep. Which are taking off in the CW yeah. universe. Last Supergirl episode had uh, a lot of White Martians in it. Spoiler alerts. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then um, he he made them like gods. Yeah. There well, were these different powers, and that's what I really like is. He he, like put him on this pantheon, and it was like this pedestal of like these are these are godlike creatures. Well, to go on to that point, that's a great point that you bring up when you're putting characters like Zoriel, Big Bardic, and Orion, who are Jack Kirby creation new gods. That it's a, it's a testament that he focused on that he paid tribute and homage to uh, Jack Kirby by including Orion and Big Barda, who are our gods. And not only that, but he created. A character that we've seen last season as in uh, CW, Prometheus. Yeah. And he made he was a big bad in, uh, he created that for the GLA. And also he made a futuristic version of Darkseid. So not only that I really liked what he did with the GLA. JLA. JLA, I'm sorry. Not the Green Lantern Association. <laughs> the, the JLA, but he really created some really awesome villains. Yeah, and, and revitalized other villains as well. He also revitalized, like he brought new life to heroes that had been forgotten. Yeah, you bring in a character like Tomorrow Woman mm-hmm. and the Huntress and Oracle and Pl- Plastic Man and Elongated Man are getting a lot of love in the Justice League. Yeah, and they get a lot of love in like Young Justice and uh, Justice League. Action. We're going to see him in the CW we're, Elongated next week. Man. Yeah. yeah, this week we're going to see the uh, the Elongated Man. Which I mean, again, that's Reed Richards and just DC version, but uh, you get you're getting characters that you normally wouldn't see. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know who Aztec is. No, um, definitely probably don't know who Tomorrow Woman is, and if they don't watch Arrow, they might not know who Con- Connor Hawk is. Yeah. Uh, so you're, and plus you bring in another Archer with the Red Arrow, and that could be Speedy, that could be, uh, that could be Roy Harper, it could be a, a number of people, but you're bringing in characters that. People have forgotten, and people shouldn't forget Huntress, another one who is super dope that they brought in there. So, I, you know, Justice League of America is amazing. Uh, it's not my choice, though. What's your choice? Well, I like the satellite years because you get – and the, most of the – so Justice League of America was the first one that was created in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. The other ones were all before. But the satellite years was the year where you really saw the Green Arrow become a Justice League member. And Green Arrow is your he, man. He's my dog, so – with Green Arrow being a Justice League member, you know, you're like, okay, I can get behind this. He's my favorite. I can watch him grow 
it, he was like it he was in the justice league and captain america were in avengers i have two top dog heroes uh but i'm gonna besides the satellite years i really like uh justice league international in europe yeah that's a, that's a dope lineup their lineups are crazy um it's not surprising that they gave batman the the lead uh because it you know he's the lead in everything he's the lead in the metal series but you know you get a black canary another one of my favorite dc characters you have her in it captain adam uh mr miracle dr light captain marvel you you get the heroes that i like so you know i did have a few justice league europe comics because they were probably like 10 cents in like <laughs> long boxes when i was going through it and times were tough as in delula house as a kid so i was able to buy some cheap comics and read them and i wish i still had them they might be in my attic but they're probably like dry rotted or eaten yeah. by rats or mice or whatever so who knows we haven't done a top five in quite some time chuck nice. and i feel like we're gonna do it right now so hit me with your top five justice league members and, right. and i think our lineups are gonna be a little crazy uh, i think or are they pretty basic i let's see okay so without uh, any further ado, your top five. <laughs> Number one, Batman. Of course. Then all in order, Green Lantern. I'm okay. sorry, no, Green Arrow. Okay. Flash. Okay. Wonder Woman. Martian Manhunter. Okay, so Batman, Green Arrow, Flash, Wonder Woman, and Martian Manhunter. Yep. Okay. Pretty We're, basic. Yeah. Um, I omit it. Uh, the Flash and Martian Manhunter. So I have. Batman, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, the Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, the Flash is, I like the Flash, but I, and I'm wearing a Flash t-shirt right now, but the Flash is kind of like a one-trick pony to me. And if I could take, now I know I don't have anybody who's super fast. I didn't add Superman. You didn't add Superman. But if I have somebody like the Green Lantern where the possibilities are kind of endless and he can help me with the outdoor, like the outer world threats, I'm going to take it. And plus, I have a soft spot for Aquaman because my man gets the, the short end of the stick. Yeah, Arthur does. Arthur Curry is not getting any love. And uh, I always like Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So, And I really like... Um, well, Martian Manhunter is really cool. Like The whole story behind him is cool. Yeah. And how they're using him in, um, in the DC Universe right now is really cool. But go ahead. Why do you like Martian Manhunter? I just think because he, he's different. You know what I mean? Like, he's an alien and you, you see he's not... I mean, he does hide it, but I, I always thought his look was really neat as well. Yeah, I mean, he's just a green alien with a really cool suit on, yeah. but he's super powerful. And, like, you can just get in your mind, and he can just destroy you from the inside. Yeah. He's like the outer space version of the Phoenix. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's really cool. I, I like Martian Manhunter. And, again, he he's another forgotten hero that I'm so glad got revitalized with the CW. Yeah, he doesn't get love at all. And he's an original member. Like... It's crazy that you see these again. Like I can't for for as many people who don't like the CW superhero shows because they're too broody and they're too love oriented. If it weren't for those shows, we wouldn't get a ton of these heroes and villains that we're seeing. You know, I was telling a friend of mine about the. I was explaining Arrow to him, right? And I went through. I, I sounded like a psych, like a psychotic person <laughs> because I went through seasons one through five in ten minutes just going and this is who you saw and this is you saw and like you're seeing characters that i don't think you would ever see before like on like we're where are we going to get a komodo or a huntress in the movies a ragman a ragman who ragman actually has a new comic uh i almost picked it up i should have it's good i'm already done the first one it's amazing 
Uh, but you have these you have these characters that you're wild dog, Mister Terrific. You know the White Canary, the Black Canary, Legends, uh, or not Legends, uh, Captain Cold. They all kind of spurred from the Green Arrow. If it weren't for the Green Arrow, we wouldn't have Flash. You know, Flash debuted in the Green Arrow. So it's and the Atom. It's really 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 cool. So we're getting a lot of looks at the members of the Justice League just on a smaller scale, and I'm fine with that. Still haven't seen Blue Beetle yet. Did you watch this week's episode of what show? Because Arrow. Yeah, they they've listen. They've dropped Cord Industries for the past five years. This was probably the biggest. No, what? Because they killed somebody in Cord, and they said we need to talk to the CEO. Yeah, they also dropped um, Bruce Wayne's name two two weeks ago. I want. Does that mean we're getting Batman and Arrow? I want a Blue Beetle movie, but you're never gonna get a Blue Beetle movie. Did I ever tell you who I want? To be Ted Cord? No. Matt Damon? Matthew McConaughey. Okay. You know, Matthew McConaughey seems like he'll just do anything at this moment. He's doing, like, Lincoln commercials and Wild Turkey commercials. That's all he's doing. I feel like he's going to get arrested for a DUI. Like, that's if he's mixing the two, he's going to get arrested. We're going to go into the, the meat and potatoes of this episode, Chuck, and we're going to go right into the movie that's about to... I think we're, like, 19 days away as we record right now. So it comes out November... 17th in theaters the justice league directed by Zack snyder with an asterisk also featuring the joints of josh whedon and it 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 features a pretty hefty lineup of uh of cast members and and heroes that are going to be in it what are your thoughts on the upcoming justice league movie is is this the leary express are we about to get leary when announced oh here we go i was full on board the leary train yes Within the past few weeks, more footage have come out of more trailers, more TV spots. I have gotten off the train. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm still I'm still on the platform. No, you're you're on the train, but you're trying to get off it. I you're it, itching to get off. It's it looks better. It it has me now. I was going to see it regardless. That wasn't an issue. I was yeah. always going to see it, but I'm a little more excited for it. With the new footage that I've seen. Okay. Uh, for for me, I've been excited from day one. I know it's a Zack Snyder movie. We've talked about it in nauseam on how the DC has kind of let us down with Batman versus Superman. One, and Suicide Squad, for that matter. But Wonder Woman comes along and saves it. Really brings it up, and it kind of reamps everything for me. The fo- I was on board with the castings. Minus Ezra Miller. Um, but I, I'm coming around to the fact that Ezra Miller is our Flash. I'm very excited for this movie, and I have some thoughts about if it's going to be successful or not. And I've been reading a lot, but the they have where I think they kind of missed their mark is in the advertising, yeah. because now we're we're in the end of October, going right into November. We're two weeks away from the movie dropping, and now we're just getting bombarded with. TV spots and trailers and stuff like that. I feel it like it should have been a slow burn or like a slow buildup instead of just dropping your load on us at, yeah. at just one time. Because if we go back to probably in August or September, we were talking on the podcast and we were saying, you know, Justice League hasn't dropped the second trailer. You know, Justice League has, they, they haven't even had any TV spots. And I feel like now is your time to capitalize. Like, I guess the beginning of October was perfect for them too because that's when all their shows came back on. But you got to, you can't, just say, this, watch this, watch this, watch this. And 
people not get tired of it because that's a lot that's a lot to digest because again dc they throw a lot of footage out there and it's like batman versus superman are we seeing the entire movie yeah you know we're seeing a a hefty portion of it you know we're seeing the only thing we haven't seen is superman's return yeah you know what i mean which is crazy because and i'm glad they're doing that because if they show superman's return like the week before i'm going to be so upset well i, rem- I might i might watch it illegally if they show superman's return i remember they showed that one clip and everyone was like superman's back but it was like it's a dream yeah yeah that clip was weird yeah that was that was a dumb clip but i'm just i'm really that's a Zack snyder clip yeah that's absolutely a Zack snyder clip <laughs> like i'm really glad that we are getting a movie because it, it feels like a long time coming yeah um i just want it to be done right yeah and, i mean and i think they're gonna get it right personally back in 2009 we almost had a justice league movie yeah that was and the cast was army hammer it was army hammer who, as batman who i have like i might hate army hammer more than i hate ezra miller i haven't seen a movie that it, with army hammer in it that i've liked you didn't like man from uncle i didn't like him in it oh i liked henry cavill in it and i liked the the sexy girl that was in it but I didn't like that was him. Uh, Alicia Van Cannon. Yeah, well, she just got married, so congratulations to her and Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret wedding. It was pretty cool. I knew about it because <laughs> I uh, saw his dad in Ireland. You were like, hey, get me a t- get Papa me, Fassbender. Get me a ticket to the, your your, uh, your well, son's like, wedding. The cat was Army Hammer, Batman. Yeah. DJ Contra, Jesus as God. Superman, and the only thing I know him from was Flint and GI Joe. Yeah. Then you have a model named Megan Gale who was Wonder Woman. Then you have Adam Brody from the OC as the Flash, who completely disappeared. Yeah, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, he didn't disappear. He's on Crackle's um, startup show, which is se- se- uh, second season. Just got Ron Perlman to do it. Not to mention Martin Freeman's in it. It's an amazing show on Crackle. Um, Common was John Stewart. Okay, I can see that. I like Common. Santiago Cabrera was your Aquaman. Who's Santiago Cabrera? He. The only thing I've seen him in, he he was in the last night. Uh, Transformers. Okay. And he was in 17 episodes of the Heroes, and I don't remember him at all. I never watched Heroes. And I've seen every episode. Yeah, I've never watched Heroes. Um, then you have uh, Hugh Keys Burn. You don't even have to go any further. It sounds awful. He Real quick, he was Martian Manhunter, and he was uh, the villain in Man Max Fury Road. Okay. But the only guy at the time that I felt had any clout was Adam Brody. Because of the OC. And then... Jay Baruchel. Yeah. He played Maxwell Lord. Well, yeah. I mean, Adam Brody would would be per- He was going to play The Flash, correct? Yeah, he was perfect. He would have been perfect for The Flash. Him He's still kind of perfect Him for and Crash. Common, I think, were the best fit. Yeah, yeah. I like Common. And he, his acting game's really stepped up. But the the movie comes out. I'm excited for it. You seem to be excited for it. Kind of leery still on the platform. You still have your ticket in hand. Yeah. I'm going to say I threw my ticket away. And I'm looking forward to it. It's not my most favorite. It's not like my most anticipated movie, but I'm very excited for it. No, I, I do want to see it. I can't wait for it. I said something to somebody that kind of blew them away that I'm more excited for Thor than I am Star Trek or Star Wars uh, Episode Eight. And he, he was like, are you kidding me? I said, I get it. I get it. But I'm not surprised that you said that. Yeah. I love Star Wars. I don't know you do. But I think. I, but this you, is a you, new like Star Wars. Not saying. You this know, is the eighth version of this Star is the Wars. Eighth yeah. version of Star Wars. That's my third. That's my third most anticipated movie of this season. I'm gonna put Justice League too. I'm very Thor, excited. Thor number one. Oh, yeah, no, Coco's number one. Yeah, Co- Coco looks dope. I'm gonna see Coco in theaters. Bad Mom's Christmas. Yeah, number one. Yeah, and, and 
da- uh, Daddy's Home Part Two. Um, what are, do you think the DC Entertainment Universe? And this is something that I feel I'm feel heavily about. Do you think they're making the right decision with foregoing the origin stories of the Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg, and just immediately putting them into this team, or are we going to get soft, like softer origin stories in this? Or part three, because there's a lot of ors to this question. Did we already see their origin story in BVS? <laughs> because my thought is, we already saw their origin story in BVS through that found footage. And I think that DC's kind of jumping the gun, and I would have rather seen an origin story with those three characters before Justice League. And I know you got to capitalize on time, and you have a char- an actor like Ben Affleck who may not want to do Batman in 2024. Yeah, and Gal Gadot might not want to do Wonder Woman. Henry Cavill might not look like Superman anymore. So I, I understand capitalizing on it, but do you, do you think they're making the right decisions? No, I don't. No, because well, you like origin stories, right? Well, not only that, but when when you have as many characters as these, us as being geeks, we know who they are. Yeah. But casual fans that aren't f- real familiar with the character like they might know who aquaman is they might know who cyborg is i don't think i don't think a lot of people know who cyborg is unless they have children and watch teen titans go exactly that's the thing but like you know they're gonna watch this movie and not really grasp the character yeah because they are they're very very good and cool characters with great backstories so you're gonna get these characters like aquaman and cyborg and flash that you're I think it's going to fall short on for some of the audience because people aren't they don't know. Him. Yeah. The Flash has a, has a hand up because of the television show. Yeah. Aquaman kind of has a hand up because of Jason Momoa and people love him. Cyborg is like the the big mystery of this whole thing because nobody knows Ray Fisher. No. And the Cyborg movie in my mind is a movie in 2020 that may not happen because it may be too long away from that you have Justice League and then you won't see Cyborg until 2020. That's a tough transition. I mean, at least sprinkle them in, but Cyborg is is the hardest piece. I feel like he should have been omitted and maybe you could have brought in like a, a Green Lantern who people know. Yeah. Or just go with the core group and then Superman comes back and then you have five people. That'd be cool, but I would have rather had origin stories. I hope that we don't just get that found footage. Maybe there's a soft build to their like a, a very subtle origin story that we get like through dialogue which i i can appreciate that as well Well, the only thing that i'm leery and we'll talk about what the running time is before but with oh. the runtime they have it just seems like a lot of stuff to throw into a movie yeah well the runtime especially i'm two, sorry two minutes and one uh two hours and one minute yeah it's the shortest dc entertainment uh movie out there and with the most you got the most characters yep and not only like i said it's you're not you have to kind of introduce now we did it in bvs but that was like this is an hour shorter than bvs yeah essentially because the, the, i mean the Zack snyder cut was over three hours so this is an hour shorter well with bvs when they showed clips of cyborg aquaman they were only about what 45 seconds to a minute a piece not even a minute the flash had a lot but the other one and then the only like time the other seen the flash was what through a dream Th- inception no. No, thirty seconds in um, Suicide Squad. Yeah, when they introduced um, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, so you know what I mean. Like you don't get. It just feels like a lot of storytelling 
in a very little time. Yes, yeah, so you don't think they're. Do you think they're going to capture what their vision is? No, no. So, do you like? And I don't think there's any reason for a movie to be three hours, because I think that's a that's a lot of time. I.e., Avatar. <laughs> um, but I think that you know, they this should just be an action movie. There shouldn't be flashback dreams where Lois Lane, like Lois Lane, honestly shouldn't be in this movie. In my mind, not not you even. You don't want her in the universe. Well, no, like they've really given her a position of power in the universe, and in the comics, she's just pretty much a girlfriend. You know what I mean? So they really focused heavily on the fact that they have Amy Adams, and I get it; she's a big name. But you know, why do we need that dream sequence? I don't think we need it. No. I don't think we need the artsy shots. It's just as like you know what you're going to get. You have a bad guy. You have super awesome heroes. Bruce has to build the team. He builds the team. They fight the villain. Superman comes back. Boom. Credits. Part two comes out in 2019. I feel like that's how it should be. But I don't think that's how it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be like, we're going to pan out of a cornfield and Lois and Diane Lane are going to come out of the... Oh, I like how it's Lois Lane and Diane Lane. That's cool. Uh, They're going to come out of the the Kent house, the rebuilt Kent house. And they're going to walk in like, oh, is that Clark? Yeah. And Clark's going to be there just breaking uh, stumps. With an axe in a flannel shirt, and they turn around, and boom, it's a parademon. Like, no, I don't want that. I don't want artsy shots. I want balls to the wall action, Justice League style. There are no panels in Justice League where it's like, we just put this in for artistic freedom. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you're fighting, like, your job is to protect the world, protect the universe, not a cornfield. And, you know, that's just, I don't know. But, we're going to get right into the castings. Now, I know you have some thoughts on the castings, um, i.e. I. Jason Momoa, but you have a, a, a cast list that includes a Ben Affleck as Batman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ezra Miller as The Flash, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ray Fisher as um, Cyborg, you got Syrian Hines playing Steppenwolf, you have Amy Adams as Lois Lane, you have Robin Wright returning, uh, you have Queen Apolita. I can't remember who plays her. Connie Nielsen. Connie Nielsen. Thank you. Connie Niel- Nielsen is uh, returning as uh, Queen Apolita. You have Amber Heard playing Mira. Uh, you have Alfred. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons is playing Alfred. Uh, Reggie Carney is playing um, Silas Go- uh, Stone, right? Cyborg's yes. dad. He's in that. And then uh, don't forget of your Commissioner Gordon. And you have J.K. Simmons playing Commissioner Gordon. So we have a, a, a very hefty list. And I'm sure I'm missing a few people, but you have a, a really good It's a good cast. cast. So what are your thoughts on the cast? Are you for it, against it? Is there too many characters being well, introduced? I'll, I'll just do a quick breakdown of some of them. Uh, Batman. Everyone hates Ben Affleck. I don't. This might be his last Batman movie. Um, I actually like... Him as Batman for what they're going for. They're going for an older, weathered Batman a la the Frank Miller stuff. You know what? And to, to your point on everybody hating Batman, I think people are coming around on him. I think that he's top two as far as Batman's now in today. I think, not not in my, my opinion, but I think he's a, fan, he's a fan favorite. He's moved from someone that people hated to a fan favorite. And again, like I said, I, I didn't hate him. Yeah, so I think you're in the people, majority now. Well, you know what the problem was? People were trying to compare him to Christian Bale. and But that's not what they were going for. They were going for an older, weathered Batman. And our pick, or I mean my pick, it was, was Josh, Brolin. Josh Brolin. But I don't think Ben Affleck is a bad choice for 
what they're going for. Well, what they're going for is big names, hot names. And at the time, Josh Brolin wasn't a hot name. Yeah. He's a hot name now. Yeah. But Ben Affleck is a, he's an A-lister. Yeah. So they wanted A-list names or hot faces, and it wasn't Josh Brolin at the time, unfortunately. Or John Hamm, because I wanted John Hamm as Batman. Yeah, you did. I think he would have been perfect. Good. Um, but Wonder Woman loved the movie Wonder Woman, loved her in BVS. Gal Gadot, great choice. Yeah, she's sexy. Um, Henry Cavill, I don't think he's a bad Superman. I really enjoyed uh, Man of Steel. I think he got shafted in BVS and should have got his own sequel instead of kind of a... Well, they're still kind of working on the sequel. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, Superman's rocking a mean stash in this movie that has been yeah. CGI'd out. You, you know that, right? No. Well, he's um, he's in Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. And he's got a really cool uh, mustache that he has to use in it. That he has to keep it in. Um, so they he had to shoot. They're shooting simultaneously. So he had to shoot with the mustache. So they had to like erase it on the screen. Like they had to just take it out. And That's edit crazy. It. Yeah, it's like tattoos. They had to edit it. But you can't put makeup over hair. It would look weird. He looked like uh, Caesar, Caesar Romano. <laughs> so, um, Cyborg. Ray Fisher. Don't know who Ray Fisher is. The only thing I've seen that any clout, he was in one episode of The Astronaut Wife's Club. Okay. There was a failed show on ABC. So, we're calling that clout? You said of any clout. Oh, the Astronaut's Wife. So, he was in a failed show on yeah. ABC about astronauts' wives. He, he was a... Um, Is he an astronaut? No. Was he a wife? He was stage a stage actor. That's where like his big thing is. Okay. So uh, he looks like Cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay. Now I'm going to bring up uh, Aquaman. I'm not going to let you say anything. You can't backtrack. You've called him a wooden character, a wooden actor. After the footage. Nope. No. I don't believe you. After the footage and his comedic spots, I think... He could be the brightest shining star in the. I backed off of the Leary train with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Still not getting in the picture with him. You have to pay for your own picture. Because and I'm telling you, because I w- I was totally on the Leary train. I was the conductor with Aquaman. He has given me new hope. Okay. Watching the new footage. Okay. This is what I was telling you. I was backing off the Leary train with Aquaman. I think that in if we're going to talk Aquaman, and I'm not going to, we don't need to bounce back and forth as far as Europe points and then my points but they're kind of turning aquaman into drax for me he's the comedic uh relief and aquaman's a character that i'm very excited to see i've always liked aquaman even when he was the lovable loser of the group but now that they have a rugged bearded samoan playing aquaman i'm 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 ready for it um they're really doing the goofy team up with him and cyborg i get why they're doing it because you need to have some humor in it but DC is known for not having jokes in their movies. That's their whole thing. They don't want to have jokes. And I guess Josh Whedon really took over when, because, yeah. you know, like I said, there's an asterisk where when Zack Snyder's um, daughter, I believe, yes, um, died, um, Josh Whedon came in and took over. That's where, I guess, the fun and games happened. But Aquaman has the most promise for me because he's the next movie to come out. And I'm very excited for that. I think Jason Momoa is going to kill it. He's going to be a fan favorite. After, he's going to be a household name after this movie. I, I, from the footage I've seen, I can see that happening. You shouldn't have to see footage to know he's going to be awesome, Chuck Miller. He's going to be amazing. Um, then last of the core. Ezra Miller. I don't like it. All right. Um, the, I've seen him in a couple things. He was okay in uh, Fantastic Beasts. 
Okay. Everything else I didn't like him in. So, yeah. I'll get back on the Lear train with him. Well, you never got off the Lear train for Ezra Miller. You've well, I got off adamant. for Aquaman. Yeah, you've made it adamant that you do not like Ezra Miller. I have not seen a movie that I've liked him in. Um, I didn't like his character in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I thought it was they were it was kind of too whiny, which is, which is all the characters that he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I credit that to poor writing as far as scripting. So I'm going to go into this movie with a clean slate with Ezra Miller. Because the only mo- other movies I've seen him in were Perks of Being a Wallflower and he was a young child, like a younger kid. And then Trainwreck where he was, oh. they wrote him as a creep and like a, they wrote him as a little boy. So I'm going to go in fresh with Ezra Miller on this one. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that with a good director, with two good directors like a Josh Whedon and like Zack Snyder, he's going he's gonna to shine. And the, the focus doesn't have to be on him. And I think that's a good thing because he's with... A-listers. He's with Academy Award winners and Academy Award nominees. So I'm going to go in there uh, pretty excited for this version of The Flash. And what we've seen from The Flash, I kind of dig it. He looks kind of, he looks like geeky, looks like a kid who, a loser, like like they're portraying Barry Allen. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm more excited as far as character-wise for um, Amber Heard's Mira. Yeah. And they just showed the, the footage of, of Mira um, in the newest trailer just doing some powers underwater. The, it looks clean. It looks crisp. Uh, they really captured the the underwater type of motion, which I'm really excited. I for. was wondering how they were going to do that. Well, it, it but it looked good. It's got to be very hard to do, I can imagine. And I think that again, me and a buddy of mine were talking about it. I think James Wan is going to absolutely kill it with yeah. Aquaman. That's going to be a, a blockbuster. But I, I'm excited for that. Not to mention, um, Syrian Hines. Yeah, you know I mean, we've seen a little bit of him with. Uh, the deleted scene of BVS where he's just essentially just in that pod, just doing his own thing, like moving, like he's like a nutcracker, but we're going to get, we'll get to Syrian Hines in a little bit. Um, but I'm excited for that as well. Do you think the fact that we've already talked about the footage, but you can see that clearly there's a different balance between the footage where the Zack Snyder stuff is really dark and the Josh Whedon stuff is pretty light and from the first trailer, which was all uh, Zack Snyder, to the second trailer, that had a mix of both, do you think that the different directors will mesh well, or do you think it's going to be super noticeable? Because at the time of the trailers, it was still rough kind of footage. It wasn't mastered yet. Yeah. It was just what, like, we need to get this out there. But do you think that this is going to be like, oh, that's at clearly a Zack Snyder, that's clearly a Josh Whedon? I think in the edit room, they'll, they'll polish it up, clean it up. Because I, like you said, in the very first trailer, when they were fighting those gargoyle looking yeah creatures. the parademons yeah whatever they and it's like it just it looked it was hard to read it was hard to read because yeah. the whole sequence was very dark and i was like i don't know what the hell those are but we, as you said the joss whedon stuff little lighter um more comedic man yeah and i i feel that they will somehow find a good balance and mesh it well together and it's all speculatory because we don't know how much each of them did like this could be 90 percent zach snyder and zach uh or, and uh zach snyder and josh whedon came out to do 10 there's been rumors that it's more of the opposite where it's a lot of josh whedon and a little less zach snyder but the reports have been all over the board exactly like so, you hear one day it's this and one day it's that and it's like i guess we won't know until we watch yeah and you know maybe you know, Zack Snyder came in and said, like, I'm sure he was probably still consulting on it. Like, it's his movie. Josh Whedon didn't get direct 
uh, directorial credits for this. I think he got like executive producer or producer or something like that. But this is a this is a Zack Snyder movie. So I think he's more 90% where Josh Whedon came in and did a little touch-ups, 10% of reshoots, and then that's it. Because Josh Whedon also polished the script a little bit, right? Yeah, he, he, well, he wrote some more stuff. He probably... Which is amazing. You have two great directors. And I say great because I do like Zack Snyder films. Just wasn't happy with BVS. You have two great directors, and it's still two hours and one minute, which is crazy. This movie had the potential to be two hour and 40, two hour and 50 minute movie. And when they came out and said two hours and one minute, it kind of shook me for a minute. Cause I yeah, was like, I, I was really surprised. That's a quick said. watch to me. Because I, you know, I feel like Fantastic Beasts was longer than that, and all the Harry Potters were longer than this. A and good cartoon movie is just about two the hours. same. Yeah, uh, a a Blumhouse movie, you know, the horror movies. They're about an hour and a half. So, and they're kind of B grade, C grade movies sometimes. That like some the sci fi movies, they're about two hours. So I hope they they really get what they want with this two hour t- runtime, and because it's I don't know it's that kind of makes me a little upset. Should have been a little longer. What are your thoughts on the villain being Steppenwolf? Somebody who is kind of obscure, uh, a minion of Darkseid. What What are your thoughts? I didn't really know too much about, about him yeah. um, until, obviously, BVS in the uh, extended footage. Um, yeah, so I only knew Steppenwolf as like an 80s band. Yeah. That's really it. So I had to like do some research when BVS came out, and then you know it was slated that he was going to be the main villain. And you know he's pretty cool. Especially because he's like the general of um, the apocalypse for Darkseid. Yeah. So that's really neat um, because I love Darkseid. So anything uh, associated with Darkseid, meaning hopefully we could get him, would be awesome. What do you think about, and this is this is kind of like if you're not reading metal, then I'm sorry. But what do you think about like the little baby Darkseid that was in like the first metal where it's like they're walking through the cave and I think they have it like yeah. like Hope Summers on cable. Like they have like yeah. a little baby Darkseid. What did you think of that? I, I was like, that's awesome. I want to get that tattooed on my chest. Please. Like right in between my So my, a life my size. No, like a, maybe like a, like a big rapper chain kind of size. Okay. Like right between my mantits. Did like you right pick up uh, the Jack Kirby special Dark Side? No, it was sold out when I, I, when I got I, there. I haven't read it yet. I picked it up. Yeah, I love Dark Side. But we, we will get to a little more Dark Side speculations. As far as Steppenwolf goes, I feel like... You could have got a bigger name before Darkseid, but I get what they're doing yeah. because they're bringing in apocalypse. Uh, they're bringing in the apocalypse. They're bringing in the parademons, and you need to have you need a true leader doesn't go to the fight first. He sends his generals, yeah. and if you send somebody like Steppenwolf and he can't do it, it's like Than- like a Thanos thing. Whereas puts on the gauntlet, he's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself." And I feel like we we could abs- absolutely get a, a scene like that. And what's cool, with Steppenwolf is another Jack Kirby creation. Yeah. He was created uh, in New Gods number seven in 1972, so it's cool just to, for Jack Kirby to get more. It w- it would be really cool for them to really look into the New Gods, like yeah. a Mister Miracle and Orion and and Big Barda. It would be it would be cool, but I can't see that happening. Uh, but you know, a boy can dream. We're gonna get Superman in this movie. I I hope. You know, they keep talking about it. When do we see Superman? Do we see him? First act, second act, or third act? I say second. All right. Right before the war or during the war? I say right before. Okay. I could see the Superman reveal first 25 minutes. Yeah? Yeah. 
I've, I've been wrong on reveals, and I think I'm probably wrong on this one, but with a two-hour movie, you can't, it can't be a hunt for Superman because you gotta, you're fighting a war at this you point. Need to throw him you out need there. him out there. You need him, like, let the team establish that they're strong, but he needs to be in there. It better not be a cutscene at the end where it's like, I'm back, and he's got the mullet, which my speculation is that he's going to be a bad guy. There's a rumor that he's, like, he's going to be in the black suit. All the toys and all the stuff have said that he's going to be in the black suit. If he's in the black suit, he needs the mullet. And, he, and the black suit's my favorite Superman suit. I love the Man of Steel suit, but that black suit, I have the black Superman shirt with the silver S on it. I love it. Uh, do you think we're getting bad Superman or evil Superman? I think he's evil. Oh, I hope so. And I, I want the black suit, and I have in my notes, I want the black suit accompanied with the mullet. You have a mullet. The mullet is such a good hairstyle. Well, that like if I wanted to stay married, if I didn't want to stay married, I'd grow a mullet because that's a one-way ticket to divorce for me. But I want to stay married. Also, the black suit was what Superman wore in Flashpoint. Yeah, and Flashpoint is the name of the Flash movie, so that could be accompanied. Man, as well. if if they're if they're gonna take Flashpoint straight from the comics. This DC Entertainment Universe might as well just reset because there's some shit that happens in the Flashpoint comics. And we were going to do a Flashpoint episode, like just the comic episode, before the announcement of Flashpoint. We are going to do it in December. And then they announced that the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint. So now we're going to have to do that later. But it could really reshape the universe, which is something that, given the characters that they have, I'm a little upset that that could happen. But... I'm thinking evil. I'm thinking first act. You're thinking evil. You're thinking second act. Yeah. Hopefully get him sooner rather than later. What would you like to see out of this movie? Um, I, I want a, a lot of action. Would you like to see the Waynes die again? Because I feel like no. we're going to get that again. I I, got, I want a lot of action. Okay. I want a better story than we got in BBS. I think, I think we're going to get a better story. The one thing I don't want, I want no references to Martha. We're gonna get it. And the one thing I, I'm glad that we were getting, they cut out Lex Luthor. Yeah, you know, well that's still a rumor. I hope so because I like Lex Luthor. I don't like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I could see Lex Luthor Lex Luthor a la Jesse Eisenberg being the end credit scene to walk into Suicide Squad two, maybe. Okay. Um, that would be really cool. Or to walk into Justice League 2 where he finds a mother box. And he turns on the mother box. And that alerts Darkseid that the war should still be fought. I can see Lex Luthor being a, a minion of Darkseid. Because the end of BVS, he just kept saying he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Yeah, but, yeah and I mean, that was an, a, a, alluding to Steppenwolf because he knew that Steppenwolf was still down there in the, the chamber. So... I don't think that he knows about Darkseid yet. I know think he knows. Well, he might know about Darkseid because he tapped into all of Krypton's library. But, I mean, that was a three-hour movie. I don't know if he read it all in a day. <laughs> so, we'll see. Um, I'm expecting the movie to have a ton of Martha references. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I, I do think we might see the Waynes die again. Like in a flashback for him. That'd be so stupid. I'd like to see some inner struggle between the team, personally. Um, I think there will be. Mainly between Aquaman and Batman. And I'd like to see Wonder Woman lead the team, which it seems like they're going towards. Initially, it looked like Batman was leading the team because he's building the team. But now in all the, the footage that we're seeing, Wonder Woman is, is the front. Like all the posters, Wonder Woman is the, the lead. 
And I think Justice League is going to be super popular because of the success of Wonder Woman. Did you see the opening numbers that this is projected to make? Yeah. Like 110 to $120 million opening weekend. And this was a movie that I thought wasn't going to make it, you know, going into it because of Coco being the next week, Thor being the week before, and then Punisher being released the day of, which is crazy. But, you know, I think people are excited. People love DC and people love Warner Brothers. So, and Warner Brothers normally does well. So I'm glad that this is going to be. And kids, you know what? Kids love Batman. Yeah. Everyone loves Batman. But I mean, he's not my favorite, but I like him. I like him a lot. So it is what it is. Um, there are some rumors, Chuck. We're going to hit the rumor mill real quick. And some crazy rumors. I hope you've heard them all. And I hope our listeners have heard them. And if they not, if, if they haven't, then maybe. And again, they're just rumors. Yeah, hit us in the comments on our Facebook or any of our social medias to share. Or hit me in an email at activegeekproductions at gmail.com so we can find out what you think. But there's a rumor that the Green Lantern is going to be featured. But not just one, multiple Green Lanterns. Uh, Supergirl is the more recent uh, sequ- uh, rumor being out there. The Joker and Darkseid are going to be featured in this movie. That's a lot. Yeah. In two hours. Do you think with we all see, the other characters? Do then. you think we see any of those? The only one I think we see is Darkseid. I think Green Lantern. I think we're going to see the Green Lanterns. Which one? Well, I mean, their first choice would probably be Hal Jordan. I'd prefer it to be a um, a John Stewart or Kilowog. It, no, definitely not going to be Kilowog. Um, I would prefer John Stewart if they're going to go traditional, but I would like a Guy Gardner. Or like a Kyle Radner. Who would you catch? Or Kyle Rayner, I'm sorry. Um, certainly not Army Hammer. Because no. I'm not a big Army Hammer fan. As as I'd like honestly I'd like Idris as uh John Stewart. Yep, yeah, that's my um, choice. But I don't think they're gonna get him. I could see Tyrese doing it, but I, again I don't think that's gonna happen. As far as how Jordan that's a tough one. I would probably go with someone like Alexander Skarsgard. Or Matt Damon. I like the something that you told me that I don't know if it was a rumor or a fan theory that you that Chris Pine could be a That was my theory. Yeah. I, I really like that. And the theory is that Hal Jordan would be a relative of Steve Trevor. Yeah. So he look He would look just So you like, can have Chris yeah. Pine as Hal Jordan and also Steve Trevor, which is amazing. Yeah. Um that would be fantastic because I do like Chris Pine and I think he was underutilized with Steve Trevor. Yeah, he was wasted. So he was certainly wasted. So you know, that would have been really cool if they were like, Look, we'll give you this, but you gotta be Steve Trevor and then we'll tie it in as you were a relative blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you know what that would be perfect. I I'm going to take credit for that because that was my speculation after we saw um well after I saw Wonder Woman, I texted you, I have some theories about Steve Trevor. So yeah, I I'm gonna take credit for that. So thank you for reminding me about that. Um, I don't see the thing about the Green Lantern is if it's Army Hammer, I'm, I'm out. I'm out 100% on this because I don't think like I don't I don't think he's a movie star anymore. I'm not I'm not big on him. I think he needs to go to TV. I could see him being Moon Knight, Army Hammer. I just I Chris Pine would be my number yeah. one choice. What about Charlie Hunan? Do you like him as maybe like a like a Kyle? Like a more of a badass? Maybe. All right, well, we'll see. Uh, it's, again, these are all rumors, um, some of which I don't want to see, like Supergirl or the Joker in it. Yeah, I th- I don't want to see Supergirl. I think Joker, I think this is too big for him. 
Yeah, and there's no point to have him yeah, there. Because he's, you know what I mean? Like, this is too grand of a story with Steppenwolf and the Parademons and all yeah. this. And then you're going to throw in this. Yeah, to capitalize on the clown pop yeah, population I, right now. I just, I. The only way I can see the Joker fitting in is, like, there's a cutscene of what Bruce has been doing since BVS. But I feel like what we're going to see is Bruce uh, setting up the team. So you're thinking the cutscene, kind of how they threw him, threw Flash and Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of cutscenes uh, because that's kind of like the DC EU's um, mo, and it's kind of like the J- Zack Snyder kind of deal. But I hope there's not a lot because, again, two hours and one minute is kind of crazy. It's a it's a crazy amount of time to get what you want um, in your mind onto screen. So I don't know. How successful do you think the Justice League is going to be? Now, we're talking 110 to 120 opening weekend. You think it's going to make those numbers? That's that's big. That's a lot of money. And especially for what you said with Thor, Coco, and, Coco and the Punisher coming out that weekend. Um, so I, I think it could be very successful. I'll be there opening weekend. I'm sure I will be. Yeah. I think it will be... Pro- it's going to be really, really successful. $120 million, though? That's... Now, it all depends on where it's opening. Is it, is it... And I didn't read further into it. If it's opening just in America and that's $120 no million, that's a lot of money to make on like the week before Thanksgiving and stuff like that. If it opens up in like If it opens China? up yeah, where they're at right now pr- promoting oh, it, it, if it opens up that... Well, first of all... The Chinese market is absolutely killing it right now. Yeah. Wolf Warrior 2, the Frank Grillo movie, made $740 million in China in like two months. It's like one of the biggest grossing movies of the year. Did you ever hear of that movie? Never. No. Blade I've never Run- heard of Wolf Warrior 1. Yeah, right. So if Justice, Justice League is going to kill it over there, absolutely, it's going to absolutely kill it. But you know what movie didn't kill it over there and we covered on the podcast? Blade Runner. One of the biggest flops of the year. Really? Barely made its uh its budget back, dude. It's tough. It, and it goes back to what we, you and I talked about. 35 years was a little too late. And critically, it was... And I think even fans loved it. Yeah. I just think it probably wasn't it was too, enough. It was too late. Too late. What do you, what do you think this is going to get on Rotten Tomatoes? Because Thor's sitting at 98%, which is amazing. 72. You're going to say 72 at this? Now, uh, WB... DC, yeah, so DCEU movies have been, minus Wonder Woman, have been kind of shit on. No, yeah, you're right. So Wonder Woman sat in the 90s. I'm thinking this is going to be like 89, 91% around there. You're I, going. I think critics are coming coming along to superhero movies, dude. I really do. Thor Ragnarok, for two days, sat at 100%. With like 34 reviews in. And it's still uh, a week and a half through it. I mean, it's sitting it, like, at 98%. Log- Logan was sat high. 98% though for a superhero comedy movie. It's crazy. From a director who is not a household name. No. You know, and this movie, I, I don't know, maybe maybe because Zack Snyder's name is attached to it, it's not going to get high ratings, but I'm thinking, I'm going to think like lower 90s, upper 80s for that. And that's big, big for me because I don't really like Rotten Tomatoes, but unless they want to hire me. If they want to hire me, I'll do anything for Rotten Tomatoes. I'll, I'll see all the My Little Pony movies they need me to. So I don't know. Where do we go with the sequel? I want Darkseid. It has to be Darkseid, right? Because I feel like he's your version of Thanos. Yeah. Because I feel this movie Steppenwolf is kind of... you, Like you Ronin. said... Yeah, like, you can't throw your big bad out there. Yeah. You need... You just can't throw 
a character like Darkseid in in your first Justice League movie, like boom, here it is. Yeah. I think you need to lead up, and I don't think Steppenwolf is a huge villain to where he can carry multiple movies. I think it has to be Darkseid. I agree. Um, the only other way I could see them doing it is the Justice League has to fight Superman again. That would be stupid. It'd be absolutely stupid. But the Justice League sequel, if we get one, I know it hasn't been confirmed yet. There's speculation that it's going to happen. And I think they're just waiting to see how the rest of the stuff pans out. All depends on how they pursue the universe after Flashpoint. If we're still in the Flashpoint universe, the Justice League could adopt the Justice League War storyline. Uh, they could go Justice League Doom. But I think it should personally, personally, I think it should go with uh, the Justice League fighting um, Apocalypse, uh, not Apocalypse, uh, Darkseid. I think that would be perfect. Um, although, although, get this. This is my another idea I have in my head. I would like the whole DCEU to be based off of the metal comics. That's how good they are. They're so good. And it's such a big story. And it story, story's it's, fucked up. It's crazy. It's crazy. Who's your favorite Dark Knight so far? Uh, Red Death. Red Death. Mine is The Drowned. The I gender, haven't read the drown. Oh, uh, the gender bent Batman. I haven't because the only ones I've read are Red Death and um, Dawnbreaker. No, I haven't even read that yet. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm I'm way behind. As, as uh, uh, Murder Machine, the Murder Machine. So there's Red Death, the Murder Machine, Dawnbreaker, the Drown, the Merciless, and then Devastation. Yeah, and the only one that's not out is Devastation. Oh, and the the bat the bat who laughs. That's a really cool yeah. one too. Yeah, but we, we'll do a whole metal. We'll we'll talk metal after the the event, and we'll we'll sum it up. So, who else? What else do you want to see? Do you want to see other heroes? No, I don't. I don't want to see that the the rumor mill. I don't want to see that that list of heroes that we get. I think two hours and one minute. If this was a two, no in the sequel. In, oh, in the sequel, yeah. Because we talked about the sequel, and you said, "What do you want to see in the sequel?" I'd like to see Green Lantern. Um, I would like to see some sidekicks. I'd like to see a Robin. Maybe would be cool. Which, uh, which version? I'd like to see uh, Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, Damian Wayne. Tim Drake gets no love whatsoever. No, that's why I said um, we're getting a Nightwing movie. So is he? Dick Grayson's not going to be Robin. I could see Nightwing being included in this. Um, I'd like to. I'd also like to see the Hulk people or Martian Manhunter. I want. I, I put three down. I want Green Arrow. Yeah, no, I don't want Green Arrow. I I because you love him so much, and you don't want him tainted yeah well it's already tainted with what arrow's doing right now um a green arrow i want green lanterns and i want marshman hunter so you want a lot of green a lot of you're green. going green for the sequel yeah, it should yeah. be called justice league gone green because martian manhunter's green green lanterns yeah. now which green lanterns are you going with uh would you go simon boz and jessica cruz that'd i, be I want john stewart that'd be pretty cool i like simon boz his, his costume is pretty cool it's really cool it's got like a hoodie like a like a full. I, like, know, I really want John Stewart, and I think we're going to get John Stewart. Idris, I think that's the only choice, um, but it's not going to happen. Could be Jamie Fox. Oh God, I hope not. Terrence Howard. Yeah. Who Who's the other guy that I thought could do really? The guy from This Is Us. Oh, Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, yeah, I he w- could do it. I wouldn't mind him. Michael Jai White would be good. He's not Michael. a big big name for it. Um, I don't know. We'll We'll have to see. My one two would be Idris. And then Sterling. My one-two would be Idris and Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Uh, Idris would be really cool, though. My last question for you, Chuck. 
can Justice League save the DCEU? Bonus question for the, for this episode. Uh, that's a tough question. Um, I think it could. I think it's going to. I th- I think it could. I think you know they're uh, going upward, especially with Wonder Woman and how great that was, uh, not only critically but financially as well. So I I think you know they're going to go up and onward. Yeah, it w- it would be great. It would be great. I think they're going to do it. Um, I think it's going to be uber successful. And I'm going to see it opening weekend. And I think everybody else should see it opening weekend. We're going to open the Geek Gallery. We got a casting, man. Yeah. We got Shazam was casted last night. Zachary Levi from Chuck, from Thor, who we talked about, from Geeks Who Drink, from Rapunzel, uh, from I mean Tangled, starring Rapunzel. I'm on board. I am on board 100% with it. When, when you text me right off the bat, I was like, no. Yeah. But you know what? Then as I was I was looking into it, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I do like Zachary Levi. It has nothing to do with the actor himself. Yeah. It's more of a, I was like, well, he, to me, he's really skinny. He, he's you. So can, can I give you my, my, my thoughts for this? Again. Because Shazam's my dog. And I know, I've been so I, excited. You love Shazam. And I think I'm going to help you with, okay. to get you off the, because you're kind of leery still. I want to get you out of Learyville. So this is going to be his super, this is going to be his Marvel moment, essentially, if you will where it's redemption you haven't seen zachary levi in so long so he's probably working out a lot right if he's if he's in talks for this he's probably already lifting and it's already going to start shooting soon think of when captain america cast chris evans yeah he was that skinny handsome dude from like not another teen movie and what's your number and and all those rom-coms he yoked up so big well, that Zachary Levi can can become that. Remember the first reveal when he was in that tank? Yeah. And he went in his skinny Steve. Panties dropped. <laughs> Your panties dropped. My panties dropped. I wore panties that day. And he came out. His arms were gigantic. Yeah. And anything's possible in Hollywood. And, and with, like, with money and steroids, you can get big. I, I get that. So I'm not like, I'm not totally on the Lear train. Because, like I said, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, you know. But, like, first off, I thought it was going to be John Cena. Yeah, so did I. I thought I was like, John Cena's getting it because he's getting more movie roles. He's getting bigger. You know, I was like, it's John. Because, also, look-wise, like, I don't. I think Zachary Levi looks like Shazam. I do. If he can if he can bulk up, I think he, yeah. he'll be a perfect Shazam. Um, and he doesn't have to get like we're thinking comic book accurate like how big Shazam is and Shazam's like freakishly huge he's probably like 400 pounds as being big he's got to get as big as Henry Cavill yeah because he has to replicate Superman because that's what Shazam and Superman are they were they were pretty much similar so I don't think I've ever seen him without facial hair either Zach, Zach Levi yeah um yeah it's true uh, Chuck, mean, Chucky didn't have some he had like scruff but then there were yeah. episodes where he was uh he but was lately all he wore yeah. You know what he was also in? Freaking the Chipmunk movie. Yeah, I love. I like Zachary Levi. I'm not. I'm not totally against it. It just at first it was like a sticker shock to yeah. me when I was like, no, like because I didn't see anything until my phone was like ding and I look at it and all I seen is Zachary Le- Levi's Shazam. And yeah, I like, said that to you, right? Yeah, that was crazy. the first. It's crazy. That was the first thing I seen. I was like, no, I'm on board, dude. So I got some other stuff that we can talk about. Uh, as, let's go casting. So Ben Mendelsohn, you texted me, yep. is in talks for the Captain Marvel villain. I'm thinking Super Scroll. If you have no idea who Super Scroll is, you go to the or the Active Geek on Instagram because I posted a picture and I've been posting. 
a ton of pictures lately. Yeah. We've been we've been really ramping it up on social media. So give us a follow. We're worth it. But what do you think about Ben Mendelsohn being my idea of the Super Scroll? I really like Ben Mendelsohn. Bendel Mendelsohn. Bendel Mendelsohn. It's a good name. It's his Instagram <laughs> handle. <laughs> Bendel Mendelsohn. I like. Uh, I do like Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, I think he's a very good actor. I think he played a really good villain. Yeah, he was great in Rogue One. Yeah, it's Krennic. He was almost Pennywise. Yep, they offered it to him and he turned it down. He's been almost a lot of things. Yeah, he he's a, Danielle was watching the Bloodlines. Yeah, he's good in that. He, he's a scumbag. In he's that. really good in that though. He's um, really I good. I seen you know like three episodes, but like piecemeal on each one. Yeah, but I really like him, so I think it's a great. Great idea if he, he's the villain, especially Super Scroll. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be perfect, and I think this would be, like, Captain Marvel comes out a few years from now. It might be a good time to maybe Easter egg Fantastic Four. Super Scroll has some ties to the Fantastic Four. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, another, not casting, but kind of leaked footage that we've seen has been Jeremy Renner's new costume for Avengers yeah. 4. Looks like he's really taken on the Ronin uh, mantra, which is, or moniker, which is really cool. Because all um, you see, you see like the, the he's got hockey the shin pads. Yeah. He's got a jacket on. Look at the you did you see the picture yeah, I posted? You put side, side, side by side. If you go from knee down, he's Ronan. It, it's Ronan. And I think the only other person to take that name as Ronan was Blade. So I think he's in good company. Uh, we have Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio returning for season I was three. I'm excited of about Daredevil, that. which is super exciting. And Joe Manganiello has been teasing that there's going to be a Deathstroke movie by uh, Gareth Evans, and um. If you, haven't, you don't know who he is, watch The Raid, one in The Raid, Redemption, and uh, you'll see what that stroke is. And I wrote a bold statement on the Active Geek page that this could be the best DCEU movie ever, and I think it's possible. And, and I text you. I said, if it's done right, this is going to be epic. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a Deadpool movie. It, it needs to be a true merc going balls to the wall in that. Yeah. And I think it's perfect. And if you want to recap on our episodes, uh, The Walking Dead just started. Uh, the first episode was amazing, so go back and listen to episode 94 of The Walking Dead so you can catch up. Uh, Stranger Things 2 is out. Season 2 is out. Um, I'm two episodes in. Chuck's six episodes in. We're both really loving it. And uh, go back to episode number 95 and check that out. And before you go back, go to the theaters on November 3rd. Make sure you see Thor Ragnarok and check out our episode ni- number 96, Thor Ragnarok. And now it's time for the plugs. You can find us on Instagram, The Active Geek. You can find us on Facebook, Active Geek, and on Twitter, Active Geek underscore. Now, for the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Spreaker under the Geek Culture Cast Network, where you can find us, Legends of the Panel podcast, and Warp My Tardis podcast, which just covered Ripper Street and Star Trek Discovery. That's a great listen, so make sure you listen to that episode and subscribe to both of those podcasts. You can also find us on the iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, that place um, under the Active Geek Podcast and then for me you can find me on the Galaxy Wars Podcast available on SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcasts and also go to YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all, all the social medias and follow Movies Only Society it's a new side project that I'm working on with a bunch of my buddies where we're doing a movie review movie panel show on youtube we want we could use some subscribers we're going to have some great content coming up it's a weekly series and it's filmed at uncanny comics and king of prussia pennsylvania so make sure you follow that follow everything because we're going to do big things here at active geek productions and we will see you next time bye